This episode is brought to you by TickPick, where smart fans buy and sell tickets. Check out TickPick for the best ticket prices for your next game, concert, or event, and use promo code PODCAST to save 10 bucks off any order over $49. That's T-I-C-K-P-I-C-K dot com. Promo code PODCAST. This episode of Guys Talking Sports is being brought to you by mybookie.ag, the safest place to play. The only place I take my action. The only place I trust. Visit mybookie.ag today. This episode of Guys Talking Sports, we just we jump in to the, MLB, uh, the Major League Baseball playoffs. We discuss the NFL anthem, Jerry Jones, and all the saga that's going on. Uh, we touch on the NFL, our NFL predictions for Week Six, and we also uh, touch on the NBA preseason. So. Look forward for you guys to give us a listen and go from there. Welcome you to another episode of Guys Talking Sports. Once again, I got my boys with me, uh, Al Quarles and Earl Ross. What's up, brothers? What's going on? I will go by the name of Slim, a.k.a. Mecca, for back in the uh, Daytona Beach 2019-96 days. I don't remember that. Wow. Um, I'm not going to say anything about that. Uh, just say what's <laughs> up, everybody. That was in my heyday. Um, what's up, everybody? How y'all doing? Mecca. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was Clef. But I digress. <laughs> Fellas, fellas, another week, another amazing array of topics to be discussed in what we call our entertainment of sport. There's so much going on, I don't even know where to begin. Let's let's start off on a quick topic. You know, the Major League Baseball has kicked off their playoffs. Um, plenty of excitement going on right now. We got the we got the Yankees. In the game five situation with Cleveland, you got the Nats forcing the game five with the Cubs. I believe Houston knocked out Boston in four. And I'm missing it. Oh, the Dodgers beat. Who did he beat? Diamondbacks, I beat. Somebody. Yeah, it sounds about right. Mm. They swept them or took them in four. But either way, I guess the hot topics right now are the Yankees, Yankees, Indians, and and uh, and Nats, Cubs. What do you what do you guys think on so far the playoffs? Well, me personally, I think that it's definitely a, a, a interesting series. Never to say the less. Um, never, you know. One thing I I understand now, you can't count out the Yankees at all for them to get brought back into the mix to take it to a game five. So. You know, it'd be interesting to see how this plays forward to see if the Yankees can complete their comeback. Uh, as far as the other um, games is concerned, I really didn't – I figured the Dodgers, you know, having – winning over 100 games would do some damage and make it to the championship series, um, at least the division championship series. So it'd be interesting to see how this plays out because, but in all honesty, all the – it looks like all the popular picks – to make it into the World Series may have a challenge on their hands. So we'll see how this all plays out. I'm very interested to see how this goes 
continuing on. Just my opinion. Yeah, I have to agree. I think that, um, you know, I think what was more interesting as far as the Yankees being back in the postseason, I think most most people would have predicted prior to the beginning of the postseason that the Indians would probably take care of the um, Yankees pretty quickly. But, you know, I mean, uh, in spite of what happened in game, I think it was game three, um, where, you know, Joe Girardi didn't challenge that, you know, error. I think that um, the Yankees are, you know, have been doing pretty good. He's definitely got the young boys. I won't say they're overachieving, but they're definitely doing probably a lot better than some people would have predicted them to do prior to the start of the postseason. So they're definitely, you know, I think right now they're about 3-0 at the top of the fourth against the um, Cleveland Indians. So I think, you know, anytime you have the Yankees in postseason, it's definitely going to, you know, that's definitely good for business. Um, Boston, of course, you know, they, they took their L and their, you know, manager definitely was not coming back. Thing was that either the GM or the owner said that it was regardless of whatever you know he did in the postseason, he was going. So there's something a lot to that which they haven't spoken about. So hopefully we'll get a little bit more of that, you know, in the next couple of weeks or at least after the World Series. But um, yeah, Washington, the Nats, you know, Steven Strasburg, you know, he he had a good game against you know the series to force the game five. The Dodgers, of course, you know, doing their thing. So right now, I think you know for the most part, I think it's kind of shaping out sort of for what most people predicted. Um, but, I, you know, the Boston Rams, I didn't think they were going to make it. But, you know, they, of course, have the same young squad as the Yankees. So, I mean, they didn't, you know, wind up good. The Yankees are doing good. You know, Dodge are going to be, and I think my Dodge are to pick to make it to the World Series. But, you know, it's still a lot of games to go. And, you know, we'll see what happens. But I think, you know, it's going to be an interesting series. And like I said, anytime the Yankees are in contention for the post-series, it's always good for business. Well, I think the public probably wants a rematch of the Cleveland mm-hmm. Series because of the drama it brought last season. It'll be an interesting matchup. It's very hard to get a rematch in, in the World Series, especially in baseball, just based on how many games you have to play. It ain't, it ain't looking good right now. <laughs> right. right. Um, of course, you know, if you just want to go by records, you know, the true, the true test would be Houston, Cleveland, and the ALCS, just because based on records, uh, the amount of uh, games won, they both won over 100 games. So it was logical for both of them to make it that far. Um, if the Yankees pull off this pull off this win against Cleveland tonight and make it to the ALCS, uh, if their pitching continues uh, to do well, and if their bullpen continues to be lights out like they have been the past two and a half games, you know, I can't say, uh, can't count this spot game by just yet, but um, they stand a good chance versus uh, Houston. Uh, if it's a Dodgers, Nats, NLCS, that'll be interesting. Um, if, if Scherzer comes back healthy, uh, and pitches the way he's been pitching with Strasburg, one and two, the top two of their, uh, their rotation versus, uh, the Dodgers in their rotation, uh, it's going to be real interesting to see how it goes moving forward. It's going to be an interesting postseason. I look forward to it. I love this time of year especially with all the different sports going on, but is this something about the Major League Baseball and the playoffs? It's just 
you know, the NBA playoffs bring some some dramatics. The NFL, you know, of course, that'd be the number one sport. But baseball is just something else. It's just, it's just a whole other level of defensive playoffs. So I, I can't wait to see what happens over the next couple of weeks. Spoken like a true baseball fan. Yes, <laughs> I believe in Yankee Blues since I was <laughs> – uh, I, I hear that. I hear that. I hear that. Uh, but, you know, like I said, uh, baseball is going to be around for a couple more weeks. So I know we'll have some more in-depth conversation about that as they uh, continue to wean themselves to the last two teams standing. So I know we'll be touching more on this next week. Uh, so briefly, just switching gears over to the NFL. And Jerry Jones with his uh, Jerry Jones with his making his players stand to not disrespect the flag. How do you guys feel about that? Now also learning with the NFL and NFLPA coming out with the statement saying that nothing changed in regard to the how the players can go about using or not go about using but how they can go about conducting themselves during the national anthem. What are you guys thoughts? Go first, Al. <laughs> yeah, I figured you would let me go first. Um, where do I begin? Uh, first things first. Uh, let's 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 first things first. Jerry Jones. Uh, yeah. You know, one of the things that I really say, and look, I respect, you know, owners are doing their thing. Owners, you know, NFL owners, you know, whether they support or don't support, you know, I understand this is a business. With that being said, you're if if you're going to be one, the one thing I really can't stand is people that two face. Um, if you say you're going to do something, if you say you're doing something, you know support stick to it like the whole thing of you kneeling the first week you know in support of everything and then to turn around and say what you said the following week i i just don't get it because not only are you stepping you're putting yourself out there you putting yourself out there from and from i mean what are the players are going to think if you know, if I'm an NFL player, if I'm the Dallas Cowboy, if I play for the Dallas Cowboys, and the first thing I see is you supporting us and kneeling, or whatever the case may be, you supporting the protest, whatever the case, or you coming to support what if you're kneeling with the group with the team, I'm thinking that everything is good that you understand what we're kneeling about. The fact that you come out the following week and say what you said, that to me is like completely like that's like a slap in the back. Like it's a slap in the face. Um, and what really kills it is that if you're thinking about business, like from a business aspect of it, if I'm an NFL player and I'm looking at this, if I'm a top eight, if I'm a top player in the NFL or a top star, would I really would, if I'm in free agency, would I really think about going to the Dallas Cowboys, knowing that all this is going on, knowing that the owner will say one thing and turn around and do something to completely stab you in the back, not stab you in the back, but completely change his narrative the following week. Like, 
from players' perspective, it shows that you're not supporting them like you said you was going to or like you've done in one week's time frame. And to be honest, if I'm an NFL player, I'm looking at this as how are you going to attract free agents, top agents, when you're this dysfunctional? Like, it really is mind-boggling that you're going to try – you're thinking that what you're saying is going to be law. And you still have to deal with the NFL Players Union. You still have to deal with the players that's on your team. Mind you, yeah, of course, it's your team, but let's let's call it like we see it. Everybody's not going to agree with you doing – what happens if an NFL player on – what happens if Zach um, Prescott or um, Zeke Elliott takes a knee again? Are you really going to bench them because of what your word said? Are you really going to bench them and cost your team to lose games because of this? Why would they even come out your mouth? Like, and, it, and I question that. I was. I always said, would, if Dak, Zeke, and Dez all took a knee, would Jerry Jones bench them? To be honest, I'm, I'm, I want to see it happen. I want to. I want to see him call him call his bluff. Me personally, the question is: is whether or not they're going to do it, or are they going to stand pat? Now, here's the thing about this: because it puts them in that situation now, where people are expecting something to happen. If they stand pat, people are going to look at them and saying, "Well, they're just following the owner and not taking a stand." <laughs> it's go. It's there's so much division that's brought up by this. And people not understanding what the true meaning of the kneeling is all about is mind-boggling. Or whether or not they understand and just don't accept it is another question in hand. But all in all, you putting yourself at in a position where the players are going to resent you. And, and, and even if that's the case, how are you going to attract other free agents to come to play with you? Like, I mean, it's really... I don't see a. I don't see an. It's it's. It's Jerry Jones. Number one shouldn't have never said it. That's really what. Let's just let's just call it how it is. Jerry Jones should have never said what he said. Any other owner, ne- they don't they don't speak their mind to that point and would say something like that. And but that, but that all came about because Trump personally called Jerry Jones, and pretty much kind of, I don't want to say vague, but twisted his arm in a sense to make him. So then, then not impersonal, but Jerry Jones is a fool. Because if you really think that, if you want to listen to Trump, knowing that you have all these consequences in place, if you say what you said, knowing that your players is going to resent what you just said, making a rule because you're following a person that pretty much doesn't have a care in the world what you do, that's on you. And... I'm very curious to see what the top stars of Dallas Cowboys is going to do now, whether they're going to accept, you know, are, are they going to accept it or are they going to take a stand? And I think that's what the rest of the NFL is waiting on. To be honest, everybody else can do whatever at this point. Yeah. I mean, it, Jerry Jones comments were surprising, not surprising his stance, but surprising that he was so vocal about his stance about that without even, really consulting with any of the players. I mean, he basically said that, you know, all of my players are going to stand for a national anthem. If no player stands, they're not going to play. So it's just, I mean, on the one hand, you know, it's, I'm pretty sure they're getting some pressure from their sponsors because, you know, at the end of the day, 
the, you know, the NFL is all concerned about the bottom line and the bottom line is dollars and cents. And right now what's going on, which for the most part was sort of dying down, you know, to the point where they were just worried about whether Kyler Kaepernick should start for a team or not. I think everything was dying down until Trump interjected himself into the conversation and sparked everything up. So now, you know, the NFL, you know, Roger Goodell is trying to the most part kind of clamp this stuff down or trying to get it to go away or trying at least to get the conversation to die down so they can get back to the business of making money by playing football. And, you know, how can you tell someone, even though I look at it like this, you know, the NFL is a private industry. So if I'm working for a company, you know, they might say, well, you have to wear, you know, khakis or a shirt to work or, you know, there's no dress down days. You have to wear, you know, whatever garb. You know, that's what the culture or the company says you do. And if you agree with that, then you hire for the job. But what if there's a company says that you don't have the right to think or feel about a certain particular, you know, topic or a certain particular way? Where does Jerry Jones say that if you kneel for the flag because you have a personal, whatever your issue is, that you're not going to play? Yes, he is his team. He can kind of make whatever rules he says he does. But how can you tell someone to kind of, you know, exclude their First Amendment, their freedom of speech or anything like that? So to me, I think he's way overstepped his bounds. Now, I agree. I don't think any Dallas Cowboys fans is really going to call his bluff. I mean, if a Dak Prescott calls his bluff, he'll probably say, well, Dak, you're not going to start because he wants to prove a point. But let's say you get about 15 to 20 guys on that squad to say, we're all going to kneel. I mean, you need what, 48 people, you know, to fill the team. Let's say more than half of them players decide to kneel for the national anthem. Is Jerry Jones going to forfeit the game? <laughs> that would be interesting. I mean, you want to sit there and see if he's about it, about it. You want to see if he's really, you know, serious about what he is? and call his bluff. But I suspect that not everybody on that team, you know, is in agreement with, you know, some of the, you know, players of color. I'm pretty sure there's a lot of players on that team that are like-minded with Jerry Jones that aren't going to nail. I mean, you had the whole thing about all the players locking arms and stuff like that out of solidarity because of what Trump said about players, you know, rights to do. But no one's going to get down there and kneel for a national anthem on a collective basis, black and white, in my opinion, because they are truly in favor of what Colin Kaepernick is kneeling for, because that's been completely lost in the sauce. So to me, I would love it if, you know, more than half of the players will call, you know, Jerry Jones bluff, because then I could say, okay, well, then guess what? You're not playing, you're losing dollars. I mean, they don't play for another week, and they play, I think, you know, the away game, but you're losing dollars, you're losing sponsorship with your Texas games, because guess what? Your game is not being played. It's been forfeited. The sponsors don't make any money off of that. You know, anybody who's going to the team doesn't make any money off of that. And what's the blowback that Jerry Jones is going to have if his players, you know, half of them sit down or kneel down for the national anthem? So this stance that he's taking or this perceived stance that the NFL wants to take of saying that players have to, you know, stand for national anthem, then what? Are they going to say that after that, then players have to go to the White House if they're, if they want to, you know, suit vote, if they don't agree with the president? I mean, where does it end? So, I mean, it's a slippery slope. And for me, if I was the players, I wouldn't 
back down to whatever Roger Goodell is saying because if you let that slide, who knows what else is going to slide. Never mind the Dallas Cowboys, I'll call Jerry Jones bluff. Now, let me, let me ask you this. Kind of in the same generalization, but kind of stepping to the left with Jamel Hill's comments about when Jerry Jones came out and said what he said about all his players are going to stand. If they don't, they'll be reprimanded. They won't play. And Jamel came out and was saying, um, you know, in order to hurt the situation, you go after the sponsors. You know, you kind of, you kind of uh, don't do something that will hurt the players because it's not the players that is doing something wrong at this particular point. You disagree with Jerry Jones. So what do you feel about her comments and how she was reprimanded through ESPN where she just made a generalization, a comment, so to speak. He didn't go out there and say, this is what you need to do. She just made a general statement that anybody who who has any sort of knowledge in NFL on how sponsorship works could come out and say, you and I can say the same thing. Or I'll let you take this one. <laughs> well, I think that Jamel's comments was, was her own personal comments or thoughts about the situation. Um, you know, it's, you know, the line that they used to suspend her was because she quote unquote broke social media, um, you know, social media rules about saying stuff. I mean, I think it was a very loose interpretation of what she did. But I mean, in that respect, I mean, the rules, the rules, the laws, the law of that company, if you sign a contract and there are certain, you know, specific stipulations to that, yes, I guess they can make a very loose argument to let you go because you quote unquote broke that social media rule because where she said it at. Now, do I have a problem with what she said? No. Do I think it was that bad? No. I mean, it's her own personal opinions, but you know, they can always give that line. Well, you know, you're representing ESPN. So your personal, you know, your personal thoughts, your personal opinions are reflective of ESPN and we don't stand by that. Now, I don't agree with the two-week suspension. However, I, you can see where an ESPN might toe that line because ESPN is owned by Disney and Disney doesn't like to rock the boat for anything political whatsoever. Yeah, but this wasn't political. Very loose interpretation of social media. Like I said, I mean, it's, I mean, the guidelines were very loose, very broad about what they can say. They can say that if you say, I don't like Trump for whatever on your Twitter account and you work for ESPN, they can say, well, you violated our social media respects because you broadcasted your personal opinions about the president or whatever the president is doing on Twitter. You're on social media, you're broadcasting your personal opinions. To them, they can consider that a loose interpretation of a breach of social media or what their social media account, you know, restrictions are. But it's okay if uh, Stephen A. Smith 
on First Take or if they discuss it on NFL Live or, you know, they talk about, they may not say, I don't like Trump, but they may talk about their disdain for what they say about the league, about how he feels about what's going on with the league. And it's not a positive, positive comment. How is that? It's all about the wording. It's all about the wording. Like basically, you know, I, 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 I agree with what Earl's saying because basically I think the fact that the, how she said it and, you know, specifically towards that particular person, I think that's really what set it off. Because think about it, if she was like, like bland about it or just being in general, not too specific, not everybody, I mean, everybody would have knew who she was talking about without actually saying who it was about. And it wouldn't have been that serious. I think ESPN, it was based on the fact that is a specific, for, uh, well, uh, I'm talking about the first comment though. The first comment was specific. Um, and it's actually the second one in regards to, you know, you guys need to protest, you know, it all has to come down to the advertisers. If the advertisers don't say anything, you know, that will hurt them, the, the teams, the owners a lot more. Like she's given specifics about what they should do. And I think that's the wording with what really got it, got, you know, got her into that, to that, where she, the situation she's in now. Because number one, if she didn't say what she said in specifics about Trump, I don't think that Trump would have not acknowledged it or anybody else probably wouldn't have acknowledged it to the extent where it got. And ever since then, she was just under watch from ESPN. I mean, I agree. I agree. I, I, I just find it, you know, it's just crazy, you know, because if you, if you follow Twitter, like I know you're on it, or I know all three of us on it. And I remember, I remember when ESPN put out their statement about why she was on her two-weekly. And, you know, I'm always curious to see the type of responses that, you know, folks give. And it's, 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 so, it's so crazy, you know what I'm saying? Because they like to point, her, point to her as a racist, you know. But, I mean, if calling a spade is a spade is making you a racist, then I just think, you know, it just boggles my mind. It's just like, but her first statement, she didn't say anything that MSNBC wasn't saying or CNN wasn't saying or Fox News probably didn't say it, but, you know, <laughs> some of the other news organizations might have said it, you know, and she just kind of piggybacked off of what the news media is saying, you know, that it makes her to be out some bad person. You know? But the difference is, is that she's not a, pol a political commentator. She's in, you know, she's a sports commentator and what other, I mean, I'm not saying that there's a difference, so to speak, but what I'm saying is, is that what better way to get somebody in hot water to, you know, if you reach out to the sports, like to her, to her company, ESPN, and say, hey, she's saying all this, yada, 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 you know, you gotta get her off the air. You, you heard people saying that. People was talking about it. as soon as she said what she said. You heard people saying, "Yo, call ESPN. Make sure you tell her to get." You know, her words were offensive and all this, yada yada yada. We need to get her off the air. You would never see that happen to like political commentators that say it all the time. 
So you would never hear people say, you know, we need to get this person off the air, yada, yada, yada. And people continue to still say white supremacists and all this, you know, no matter what. But the fact that she was into sports, people was like, yo, she needs to stay in her lane. I don't agree with it, but, you know, that's where all that's where a lot of people was calling ESPN and letting them know, like, hey, look, you know, she she's she needs to stick to sports. You know, it's it's that's what we're living in. I mean, it's but but I mean, but on the flip, then you know, other presidents have dipped into the sports side, and they may say their piece. Yeah, about what may go on with a particular sport? You know, Bush has done it, Clinton has done it, Obama's done it. They mm-hmm. say their piece, and then they'll step back out of it, and then just let it be. Yeah, you know, but you have a, you have this current president who tends to want to say his piece, then he wants to continue to harp on it. So then it's kind of like he's bringing the political aspect deeper into sport. And it's making it so that sports sports reporters kind of, they have choices. But if that's the hot topic of the day or if that's the hot topic of whatever's going on, then it kind of forces their hand to speak on it a bit more. You know what I mean? Well, he's the master of deflection, so you know <laughs> this is nothing new. Like I, I you know, we already know. So I, look, I'm, we talking sports, and I, I don't mind saying whatever. It's not like he's, you know, he's the master of deflection, so he's doing whatever he can to deflect from whatever else that's going on. But now that the focus is on the sports realm, it seems as though that you know everybody now is watching with a, a you know, watching faithfully about what happens next and how that influences the politics side. You know, now for a fact that people are watching NFL games just to see whether or not teams are going to meet. Like, this is where we're at right now. Nobody's not really enjoying the game unless there's, there's always some politics behind it. And I believe one of the networks said that they were going to not show the game until after the national anthem has been, um, has been played. Boom. Yeah, that's a great idea. Boom. If they're that's, concerned about it. Yeah, that's a great idea. So, so I mean, I, I mean, I agree. I mean, like, the whole thing with Jamal Hill, I mean, to me, it, it was very, you know, interesting that her comments was not necessarily about Trump that got her suspended, but it was about Jerry Jones and his, his you know, claims of saying that no player of his is going to kneel, and if they do, they're not going to play. And all she said was, well, if you're going to, you know, take that approach, then people who don't agree with you should not back your sponsors. To me, I think it wasn't an issue. However, I think ever since she made those comments about, you know, Donald Trump being a white supremacist, you know, whether you believe it or not, you know, I think that she's kind of had the bullseye on her at that particular point, and they were looking for any reason to, you know, you know, you know, you know, make, make an example of her. So that's why I said there's a very loose interpretation of what they fit in that social media to give her a two-week suspension because, I mean, to me, it's a complete farce. I mean, that's your personal opinion. But you say it on social media and it doesn't agree and align with what your higher-ups believe because, you know, Jerry Jones owns the Cowboys and you want the Cowboys and ESPN. You don't want any kind of issues with Cowboys Nation or any sponsors that might support the Cowboys or the NFL per se. You don't want to rock the boat. And like I say, at the end of the day, it all comes down to the NFL, those owners, and those TV networks is all about the bottom line. And they do not want anything or any person disrupting the bottom line, and that is money. 
But see, this is why I, again, hark back to the fact that I'm very interested to see what the players do. Because when you think about it, it's like, you know, it's really, he's really just calling your bluff, basically. You know, he's saying, hey, if you kneel again, you know, you'll be benched. Basically, he's saying, I'm going to try and put a stop to this once and for all. I'm going to tell you, this is how it's going to go. Let's see what you're going to do. And it's now it's up to the players. Like, to be honest, if the players really want to take a stand and do all this, come to, you know, and I, I, the players need to do something. Somebody needs to take a stand. And to be honest, you hearing so much about the NFL where the fans are always chopping in about what they, you know, what's right and what's wrong. The players need to say, you know what, take a stand as a collective unit and say, this is how it's going to be. And I just don't see that happening. No one out of the NFL players is really going to take a stand and talk about this to the extent where it needs to be talked. Because truth be told, we still, nobody still explained from the NFL, explain the simple fact that what the, 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 the kneeling is all about. And until people start to get an understanding of it, or if they don't care, that's on them. But something needs to happen where the NFLs have, the players have to take ownership of it. And I think moving, you know, thinking forward, thought, I think, you know, the NFL, you know, the NFL Player Association is probably the weakest out of all three, you know, all three or four major league, you know, associations. So I'm quite curious to see what the NBA is going to do because you know, Adam Silver said everybody's going to stand. Now, I think if there's a particular owner that came out and decreed that if any player kneels that they ain't playing, I'm pretty sure you're probably going to have a lot of players kneeling and let you see you build a team on the floor for the game. They're still going to get paid. You know, but uh, well, I know with the in, in the NBA, I, I think it is a rule in place where they have to stand during the national anthem, regardless. I'm true, but I'm, I'm I, I wouldn't be I would see it more from the NBA perspective of, of players bucking that to make a proof of point than the NFL because the NFL, you know, a lot of those guys are making the same dollars and cents that the NBA is making. So, I mean, you're not going to get you know all the players for the entire league to collectively do something that's going to affect their pocketbooks because some players make 12 to 13, maybe, you know, 2% of the league. And some players make, you know, a couple hundred grand, you know, and they might have, you know, a couple of, you know, you know, houses, cars, their mamas, whatever to deal with. So they need them checks to, you know, to keep up that lifestyle more so than NBA players need those everyday checks. So that's true. I'm, so, like I said, I mean, if I was, like I said, if I was the Dallas Cowboys, after they made that statement, I wish 20 or 25 of them would just kneel and say, okay, now what? Don't I, say, any, don't I, say I anything. Don't say anything. Suit up. Just suit up and go out there. Don't tell them nothing and then kneel down and then be like, now what? No, but it's funny because every other owner hasn't said anything. You know what I'm saying? Because now everybody's going to look at Dallas to see what happens. They're not looking at any other teams now. The focus is on the Cowboys. So we're going to see what happens this upcoming um, uh, NFL game, and we'll see. And we'll see whether or not it causes bluff. This is a poker. It's poker right now. <laughs> it's poker now. Chips are in. Because what happens next after this is going to decide what the NFL is going to do as a whole. And I'm pretty sure every other NFL owner is watching this to see if Jerry Jones won this hand or if it belongs to the NFL players. 
Oh, true. Yeah. I mean, you know, he, they got, you know, the Dallas Cowboys got, a, a, you know, about two weeks to figure out what they're going to do. I mean, your owner basically said that, you know, all of you players are going to stand for the national anthem. If anybody sits, you know, kneels, you're not playing. So he put it out there of what he intends to do. And like you said, every person's going to be taking notice. And if no one kneels, and anybody stands, then that's is going to only embolden, <coughs> embolden more NFL owners, thank you, to take that same approach. And if he gets his players to all stand after he made that comment, then I think the NFL is probably going to be on a very fast track of seeing this situation, you know, die down. I agree with that. Completely agree with that. I mean, it'll die down from the NFL standpoint. It won't die down from the fans because I'm pretty sure that that's going to be the next step where people are going to be like, yo, he basically called you out and y'all didn't do jack. So, you know, I could see this. It's just, I mean, I could see this is going continuing no matter what. Whether if the NFL players don't do that, I'm pretty sure the people that are supporting the NFL players are going to be harping on them like it's no tomorrow. Yeah, I mean, you know, they let Colin Kaepernick step all alone on that on that perch all by himself. I mean, and his reward for doing that was basically being, I mean, it's called spade a spade, in my opinion, you know, blackballed and ostracized for the NFL. I don't think he's ever going to play for another NFL team, period, no matter who gets hurt. So, um, you know, I think that, you know, let's see, you know, you guys talk a lot of smack. Let's see what's up. Yeah. No, I agree with you. Completely agree with you. Anything to add, Ace? Man, you guys covered that greatly. Um, <laughs> I, like you guys, I'll be very interested to see how this thing plays out. Um, and interestingly enough, I'm really interested to see how my squad, the 49ers, will, will handle this because they have more players that kneel than any other team in the league. So I'm curious to see what the Cowboys and Jerry Jones does versus how the NFL PA put out their statement today and how things move forward. So it'll be interesting. But switching gears quickly, I figured we try to do something new starting this week moving forward and try to give a brief prediction of each game coming up for the NFL, who we think will win. Um, not necessarily giving – a, uh, a breakdown of why we think a team would win. But just pretty much this on your gut, this quickly to say, this is who I think is going to win. But this kind of get a tally of who wins, you know, who uh, correctly picked the most games every week. Huh. I'm sure we'll, we'll, I'm sure we'll That's all. That's a good see. idea, actually. Yeah, but you know, it's 50-50 shot, and I'm sure we're, we're all sucking, sucking, sucking. <laughs> so, I got the NFL schedule from week six up, so we'll just go through one by one, try to do this rather quickly. No problem, no problem. All right, so first game Thursday night is the Eagles-Panthers. Who do you guys got? I go, I go with the Panthers. Ah, that's an interesting because Panthers are playing good right now. You know what? I'm going to ride that train. I'm also going with Panthers. Man, look. The <laughs> Eagles, boy. The Eagles are flying. It's fool's yeah. gold. Don't. It's fool's gold. Don't believe in it. 
don't get me wrong, Cam is bad because you know he said, mm, women questioning me about routes. Mm. Had that look in his eyes, say, man, that's sexy. Anyway, um, I'm gonna buck the trade. I'm gonna go over the Eagles. <laughs> all right, are we gonna? All right, so we're gonna keep track of this, right? Yeah, I'm trying to do so while I'm uh, calling it up. Okay, all right. So next on the list is Bears, uh, Bears, Ravens. Uh, I go with the Ravens. Hold on, said who's um, home or away for the Ravens? They're home. I'll take the Ravens. Yeah, I take Ravens too. Yep, same here. Bears are a train wreck. <laughs> <laughs> Next up is the Niners and them skins. Skins at home. Skins. I'll take Niners. Yeah, they've been playing well. They just haven't uh they just haven't put a full game together. I'm 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 gonna have to go with the uh I'm gonna go with the skins only because Typically, when I pick my team to win, they lose. I, uh, <laughs> wow. <laughs> I, I just think that uh, the Redskins defense is just a little better right now than, uh, than the 49ers. So. Plus, I think I think uh, Kirk Cousins is going to be doing an audition for the 49ers, trying to really show that he can do what he do so he can go in and get signed and be their quarterback next season. So. Look at you. Are you <laughs> making predictions, man? Yeah. All right, so you got the Packers, Vikes, Vikings at home. I got Packers. Packers and who? Vikings. Packers. Yep, Packers. And you got Aaron Rodgers, man. That's, that's all you need. <laughs> that's a bad ombre. Bad ombre. <laughs> so Lions, Saints, uh, the Saints are the home team. I'm going to go with the Saints because the Lions, I don't know who's going to be their starting QB. Yes. I also go with the Saints. Yes. I forgot about um, Stanford being there. Yes. Saints. Stafford is hurt. He re-injured that. He re-aggravated that knee. So he's he's a little uh, suspect at the moment. Hold on, hold on. You're confusing Bradford with the Vikings. <laughs> no, Stafford. No, Stafford. 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 Stafford, Stafford, Stafford. Stafford. Matt Stafford. Detroit. Uh, Okay, all right. You're um, confusing. <laughs> honestly, I didn't know he got hurt. Uh, that's an interesting dynamic because um, the Saints suck. <laughs> Yo, release, let go of Adrian Peterson for the love of God. I mean, like, seriously, there should be no And I said this before. Uh, they need to let go of Adrian Peterson. He's gone. Let him go to Arizona. Let him go somewhere. He is in Arizona. He, he got traded, yeah. Yeah, he got traded today. Today? Oh, yeah. Yesterday. Yeah, one was today. Ha, I won. I beat, I said it by four, by four weeks. By week four, he was going to get traded. I said that the last podcast. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Okay, you I'm going to. I didn't know he got traded to Arizona. My fault. Continue. Yeah, I'm going to go with the States as well. All right, so next up is uh, Dolphins. Um, Falcons. Falcons are at home. I'll take, I'll take Falcons. I don't know, man. Julio, I don't know how, um, if Julio plays or not. Uh, I still would take Falcons, though. 
mean, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I might have to go with them dirty birds. <laughs> Man, I tell you, in the train wreck of a quarterback in the, what you call it, in, in Dolphin Land, Cutler, jeez. Anyway. <laughs> Browns, Texans. Hmm. Texans are at home. Texans. Deshaun Watson is balling. Texans. I will go to Texans. And I, too, will go to Texans. And I'm going to be starting Watson at QB in my fantasy league. <laughs> okay, next up is Patriots Jets. Jets are the home team. Hmm. That is an interesting game. I mean, I would love to see the Jets win, but I I can't root against Patriots on this. I, mean, I think Patriots had the Jets number for years. I I'm gonna take the Patriots. I agree. The Patriots have been playing a little bit suspect, and you know, you know Brady has been getting hit a lot more this season than he has been in entire of last season. So, but I don't think that. Jets are going to bring that kind of pressure on that defense is not what it used to be the last couple of years. So I'll go with Patriots. Uh, Jets won three straight. Pats up and down. Offensive line it is, is, isn't as nice as it used to be. Um, I'm going to go out and I'm going to say Jets. Wow. Jets, Jets have not been playing like awesome football, but They've been winning, and I think this will be a statement win for them this week. I will say this. If they do win against New England, I, I, I because right now, I like you said, I can't trust them right now at this point, even though if they won three straight. Um, but if they do make win against the Patriots, I could see them making a push um, into the playoffs. Oof. To the playoffs. <laughs> Not division, but, you know, playoffs. <laughs> I think I think the Jets are playing with uh with fool's money and um and they're they're lucky right now. Uh-huh. And it helps that the Giants are a, a dumpster fire right now. So uh, <laughs> uh so <sighs> I, I think the Jets may win, but I don't think the Jets will win no more than eight games, but that's where they're here nor there. Yeah, um, I think they're gonna I think they're gonna sneak in. Like it's gonna be wild call with like an eight and eight record. I don't see them, you know, I don't see them winning that many games either. I don't see them going past over 500. Okay. All right. Uh, the next up on the list is the Buccaneers and Cardinals. The Cardinals are the home team. We'll go with the Bucks. Ooh. Hmm. I'm going to go. I'm 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 going to go. I'm gonna go Cardinals. Something about that game. I'm going to go Cardinals. Go with the Bucks because the Buccaneers should have beat the Pats, the Pats last week. All right. Next up is, oh, this is going to be a good one. I think he froze. He did freeze. <laughs> Uh, I didn't catch it. I didn't know what the, the next one was going to be. I, don't, I didn't know either. Can you hear me? Now I can hear you. You okay. froze there for a second. Okay. All right. Good. All right. So, all right. 
Um, next one up is uh, Jags and the Rams. Jaguars is the home team. I'm going to say Jags. I'll say Jags. Mm, I'm going to go with Rams, dude. Rams got the number one scoring uh, offense in the NFL. If they can, if the Rams can contain uh, Fournette, they stand a very good chance. Hey, I need an upset. So that'll be my upset pick. Same here. <laughs> Same here. Raiders are on team. Huh? Chargers, Raiders. Derek Carr playing? Nope. Possibility. Oh, yeah, it is? I go, I go, I go with Chargers. Yeah, I go with Chargers too. Until I know for a fact that car is a hundred percent, I'm not going to trust that. Until I'm gonna go with Chargers. Yeah, I'm a, if I knew for a fact that car was playing, but since I don't, I'm gonna go with Chargers as well. Uh, next up is Steelers versus Chiefs. Ooh. Chiefs are the home team. Chiefs are the home team. Because I know Pittsburgh is going to want to come with a vengeance. But against KC, I don't know. I'm going to go with Pittsburgh on this one. I think they catch I think they catch Kansas City on this game. Hmm. I think Ben Roethlisberger is not going to have five picks like he did against the, um, the Jaguars last week. I don't know what that game was. That was just a – that was a wood game. <laughs> <laughs> now, I – I, although I agree with you, he's not going to have uh, the same game like he did last game. I'm going to go on a limb and pick the Chiefs on this one. I'm going to be a little bit different. I think um, they gave them a, a – I, I think the Chiefs has a game plan now to see what they can do to stop Ben Roethlisberger. So, we'll see what he what they do. I'm going to go with the Chiefs. And I'm going to go with the Chiefs as well. All right. Next one is Giants Broncos. <sighs> Dude, this is like the Broncos. <laughs> That's how I was going. I, I was my pick was going to be the Broncos, regardless of who got injured. But um, <laughs> it, it's a, it's it's sad. I don't think I haven't seen things this bad since the Ray Hanley days. And Dave <laughs> Brown was your quarterback coach, and that's saying a lot because <laughs> those were some – No, you brought back me. <laughs> those were some dark, 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 dark days. So you got the Broncos? I go fully with the, I go fully with the Broncos. Not even a contested match. <laughs> you got the wide receivers. <laughs> There's got to be some guys out there that can actually sit up and play. I mean. <laughs> hey, all right, all right. Nah, he ain't paying me. I don't want to pay him that money. I'll tell you what. Um, uh, Before we were saying about you're going to need an upset team, this is going to be my upset. I'm going to pick the Giants. I'm going to pick the Giants. I'm going to go on a limb, and I'm going to take the Giants over the Broncos. It's going to be a close game. Um. Gonna win by a field goal or something, and they're gonna finally get their first win this this time around. So I'm gonna pick the Giants. 
possible, but I don't see it. Uh, I'm, I'm going with the Broncos. <laughs> Fine. Leave me on that island by myself. <laughs> Sorry. And last but not least, we have Titans Colts. Titans are the home team. Titans. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. Cases I... <laughs> <laughs> like, don't do it. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, they both are unreliable teams at this particular point. I don't know who to really pick. I mean, I mean, I'll, I'll flip a coin. Let me see if I got a coin. <laughs> uh, uh, you know what? I'm going to step on a ledge and go with the Colts. Okay. Ace, who you got? I got the Colts. Okay. Yeah, I, I mean, Mariota, Mariota's out. He's not playing. Um, uh, Jacoby Brissett has been uh, I think it's lost the uh, This is so bummer. I, I can hear you now. As Trump would say, me? yeah, Trump would say you're low energy right now. <laughs> All right, well, lost you again. Okay, there you are. Hold on. How about now? Okay, yeah, you good. I'm good now? Mm-hmm. Okay. All right, so we ran through it. Now, when we come on the show next week, we'll discuss uh, how we made up. And we can start making a tally to see who uh, came up with the most picks. That'll work, and what we'll, we should do that. We'll, we'll post up the um, results of the scores. Like we'll tally up the scores and post the results on on the show for on Saturday next week. That should be a good idea. All right, and before we continue on to our next topic, let's just take a moment to pause for our sponsor, uh, my bookie AG. You know, because with my bookie, you go out there and place a bet, you get paid in two business days, homie. Go ahead and make that bet. As my man Uncle Skip would say, you know, get the, the miles in the, in the yak and get it popping while we putting our bets in. You know, ever since we started this podcast, people have been asking for advice. Usually, it's what's team to bet on this week. You got the Patriots or the Steelers, Chicago or Detroit. But let me tell you this, where you're betting at is just as important as who you're betting on. So that's why I always tell people to go to mybookie.ag. MyBookie has been in this business for years, and their rep is rock solid. They they do 100% cash bonuses, so off the bat, you're making money for doing nothing. And I mean absolutely nothing. And they have the fastest payouts, seriously. Just two business days. You know who's gonna win, right? Lay down some cash and win big today. I and we, Guys Talking Sports would only recommend a service to my listeners that's been good to me and to all of us in the podcast. That's why we are urging you to make your way to my bookie. You win, they pay. They have in-game live betting, the most rewarding player perks in the business, and an all-new mobile site that makes wagering on the go greens. Join now, and my bookie will match your deposit up to 100% bonus. Use promo code Guys talk to activate the offer. 
That's G-U-Y-S-T-L-T-A-L-K. G-U-Y-S-T-A-L-K to activate the offer. Visit mybookie.ag today. You play, you win, you get paid. All right, fellas, before we wrap up the show, just want to know if we want to quickly touch on the NBA. The preseason is a full swing. You guys seeing anything that uh, kind of tickles your fancy? Uh, any mild predictions? Uh, anything that just kind of jumps out at, jumps out to you right uh, a little before a week? It's actually a week tonight before the the, uh, the season kicks off. Any real qu- well, real quick, I don't know if you guys heard about um, the comments today. Um, basically. With the whole thing with Isaiah Thomas being in Cleveland, um, he basically gave his interview saying that, in a nutshell, that he does not even want to talk to Danny Ainge anymore. Um, you know, at this point, he if he sees him, he don't want to say nothing. He don't want to speak to him. You know, at this point, he don't – you know, he's good with everybody else in Boston besides Danny Ainge. So, um, I thought that was very interesting and very telling of how much he feels about what happened um, since him coming to Cleveland. So I, I just want to get your thoughts on that as well, because I didn't know if you guys heard about it, if y'all did or didn't hear about it. Yeah, I read the article. Uh, I think it was on Bleacher Report. Um, interesting. Uh, Isaiah is going to have a real chip on his shoulder this season, and he's going he's gonna to show out. And I haven't watched much of the preseason – I did catch a few clips of Derrick Rose. Look like he's running full speed. Looks good. Um, I think Cleveland's going to be all right. They're going to take a while to mesh until Isaiah Thomas gets back. But, boy, if he comes back and he plays anything like he did last season, man, they're going to be a nightmare up in Cleveland just because what's the trade-off, really? Uh, Isaiah to Kyrie, maybe a 10-point difference, but – you know, they got firepower where you don't really necessarily need Isaiah to come up there and score 30 now, especially with Wade coming in and starting. So it's going to be interesting. Yeah, I me mean, for the preseason, I, you know, I saw some games, you know, no one's really playing, so it's kind of hard to really, you know, predict. I mean, even the rookies that they've drafted, you know, haven't looked good, you know, quote, unquote, you know, the LeBar, you know, you know, ball hasn't looked much of anything. If anything, their other, you know, you know, rookie that they picked has been balling up a storm. So, I mean, I'm, right now I'll, I'll temper my opinions as far as the season probably until maybe like right before the season opens and maybe even after a week after the season opens. But, but I agree with you. I think that, um, you know, I could probably guess where every the issues that, you know, Isaiah Thomas has with Danny Ainge after his sister passed away. He was right back there. I think it was the day or the next game playing. So I figured he thought that the Celtics, you know, would treat him a little bit better based on the fact that he didn't have to play. And if he didn't play, nobody would have thought any less of him. Right. But he went out there and played. So I figured he thought that, the Celtics would reciprocate and show him, you know, the kind of, you know, courtesy and respect that he showed them. Only thing I would temper Isaiah Thomas to say is that, however, this is a business. And I'm pretty sure at the end of the day, what as what Danny Ainge did was a business decision. So 
it's going to hurt, and he's going to have a chip on his shoulder. And who's and we won't know until next year how it all works out. But to me, it was messed up because he, you know, he played after sister passed away. But at the end of the day, what Danny H did was a business decision, and the NBA is a business. And you have to remember, don't take stuff like that too personally because it happens all the time. And but that's what I, I would say. And that's what I would say about Isaiah Thomas. I also remember reading that article where he made mention of if he had any inclination that something like this would have went down, he said he wouldn't have played with him being hurt and him hurting his hip. That he wouldn't have played. He wouldn't have played through that uh, that injury and make things worse uh, now than it was before. Uh, so. Right. Still a business. <laughs> Still right, a business. Right, right. The owners ain't got to tell you what they're going to do. They're going to sit up in their boxes and, you know, look, they might tell you one thing, but I didn't, But when they get behind closed doors and make those decisions about what's the best for their team moving forward, you got a healthy Kyrie Irving or you have Isaiah Thomas who has a bum hip and won't be ready to play until next year. And you have no idea how he's going to be once you get him back. So that was a business decision in my opinion. I agree. How about your Nets, uh, Adam? Um, well, I know they just got blasted by Philly um, this last game. Um, and B was killing them before I came on. Um, real quick, I do have to say this. LeVar Ball is the second best rookie on, on the Lakers. So I got to take a chuckle to that because Kyle Kuzma is just playing like he's going to be the rookie of the year. And I'm going to say this. Um, I agree with you about the Isaiah Thomas thing situation. It is a business, but I also understand how Isaiah is feeling as well because, you know, you did a lot of the sacrifices because it was you were finally at a position where you was playing for a team that you love to play. Love the city of Boston. You love the fans. You know, you thought the world, the fans loved you back, you know, being in Sacramento, being in Phoenix all those times, and then coming to a city that you loved and wanted to play in, only to be traded to, you know, to Cleveland, I can understand his frustration on it. And hopefully he used that chip to do what he can do and help Cleveland out to win. Um, but that being said, you know, he, it is a business. Um, I'm also interested to see the OKC and Golden State rivalry, which is now starting to take shape as well. So the NBA is going to be a lot. Um, I know I'm, I already predicted that my Nets is going to be fighting for a playoff seed. Whether they get it, I don't know. Um, but I think they have the tools to make it. And we'll talk more about the NBA once the EBA season starts. We'll make our predictions. Dennis Smith will win Rookie of the Year. That's my prediction at this point, at this time right now. So I know we're kind of coming close on time. So I wanted to ask this. Uh, we want to wait till Tuesday when we have our regularly scheduled show to determine our NBA awards going from Rookie of the Year, MVP, Six Man, East, West, and Ultimate Champion? Or do we want to take a stab at it right now? Next week. Oh, next week, I'll say wait. Because <laughs> I haven't even looked at everything. Yeah, I haven't either. Okay. I, I haven't either. So just this, this, keep that in mind for next week. That'll probably be our topics to, to, to dissect who we believe uh, each each uh, of those categories. So uh, it should be a fun fun episode next week. Um, 
So, fellas, it looks as though we've come up, come up against our time for uh, for today's show, or I should say for this evening's show. Um, let folks know where they can reach you at. Well, you can reach me on the gram, Facebook, um, Snapchat at J-E-R-O-S-S-7 at. And you can find me on Instagram. You can find me on Twitter. Um, I am Al Qualls again. I am Al Qualls. Um, appreciate the love. And you can find me on Twitter at uh, CatDaddy1963. On Twitter, CatDaddy1963. Uh, so, fellas, once again, it's been an awesome show. Uh, look forward to next week. You know, basketball season is about to tip off. We're going to have Major League Baseball is in full swing. Football, we're going to have a ton to talk about. Might even have to touch, you know, a little bit of that thing called hockey. You know, i got to brush up my skills on that a little bit. Uh, but until then, to everybody out there, we, we love you. We thank you for supporting us. And, uh, you know, please reach out. Let us know how we're doing. If any got any, any ideas, questions, or if you even have predictions for, for week six, drop us a line. Let us know what you think. And we'll talk about it next week. Until then, this is Guys Talking Sports. We out. Later.